Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You can't win anything with kids. I would love it if we beat them. Love it. How much of the players looking forward to Arsene Wenger arriving? <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phoenix Five. On this week's show, we're going to be talking all things Champions League. Okay, guys, so this week we're talking about the Champions League. So we're going to start off, I think, we'll, we'll shoot to lead. I'm just, obviously, I've done a bit of research this week. One of the like stats I, I noticed, that's like from 1989 to 1998, so that's like nine years, the 1991 final was the only final which never had an Italian team present. I, fo- I think like that Italians pretty much dominated European finals. Yeah, no, they were dominant, weren't they? Like I say... It's, it's, you have to go back to, to sort of remember it, really. But Graham, what's your memories of the the, the final, the, the Champions League in the nineties? Well, in the nineties, mate, um, it's only two that stand out for me, really. Um, obviously, ninety nine—that's that's the big one. You know, being English myself, um, I think everyone watched that uh, United um, Bayern Munich. I remember um, uh, Lars Ricken coming off the bench for um, Borussia Dortmund. I remember actually watching that at home with my dad. Because um, I remember Paul Lambert playing for Dortmund as well. well that was a big thing, actually. Uh, a Scottish player from, you know, Celtic going to Borussia Dortmund playing in the Champions League final. Dortmund now make the change and it is Lars Ricken who's on for Chapuisat. Credit through to Ricken. Has lots of work to do, but Lars Ricken goes for goal. Remarkable. The substitute has only been on for a matter of seconds. I could say the, the 99 file is probably the most prominent one in my mind that was a later right by the end of the decade so that's probably one that's the most exciting not the best I'd say in terms of technique te- te- uh, being technical but that's probably my most exciting one Ed- edge of your seat sort of final you know yeah would you say the yeah. Dortmund Juve because I, I remember the Dortmund Juve one I would say that was the, the first Champions League final I really remember mm. and I, I was at uh, Louis Sinclair's house at the time yeah. um, and Peter Sinclair was a massive uh, Juventus fan and Del Piero fan 
uh, at the time. And I think that was the one of the biggest shocks of the, the more modern Champions League because I think everyone going into it expected Juve to, to win that. And what wow. about Milan beating Barca 4-0? I mean, was that, was that at the time, that was quite a big, big result? Yes, yeah, massive. What, what's your memories? Obviously, supporting Arsenal, you didn't really um, have much success in Europe at that period. They won the UEFA Cup, so let's give credit where it's credit where it's due. But in the Champions League, so obviously you, you didn't see uh, Arsenal much in the competition at that stage. But do you have much memories of the Champions League finals and the players in it? And believe it or not, that I, I wrote down my most exciting one was Man United. And I watched it the other day, and it gave me goosebumps. When I, they had some, they had some music to it with a video I watched, and it was just how it was won. I didn't want Man United. I don't, you know, I don't have any love for Man United. As we, you can't, I can't take away that, how that final was, how and how it was won in them dying minutes. That's if, if that's what you want from a game as a neutral, anyway, in any game, something like that. So for me, that was the most exciting. Tell you what, if they can equalise, and I'm not betting against them, I think they'll win this. They're going to win it. Sultan! Well, they're now creating chances for fun. Now, Falkland saw what happened to him. In towards Michael. It's come for Dwight York. Cleared. Geeks with a shot. Jerry oh. Yeah. Beckham. Into Sheringham. And Solskjaer has won it! The Ajax team was off from um, 95 as well. I remember watching them. Dorf, Carnu, Clivert. The average age of the squad was 23 that won against AC Milan um, in that in that um, final. I th- sorry, I think they hadn't been in the Champions League, well, the old European Cup for 22 years, I believe. Um, no, they hadn't won it for 22 years, but that was the first time they'd been in it in nine years, I think. You know, they, they get good, which recently that happened, didn't they? And then they, they, people just come in and just, just crumble their team. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I think a lot of them went to Barca, didn't they? In that technically, that period, technically they're gifted players, the Dutch, in my opinion. Like, yeah. on the ball, they're quality. Miller, what do you, uh, I think you said the same kind of thing in terms of uh, Champions League memories, anything apart uh, as well as the United game that sticks into your mind in that period? I wasn't a big fan of Italian football the way you guys were because I thought it was very slow and boring in the 90s. Tactical. So you guys were, yeah, tactical, but at that age, wasn't looking at football from those eyes. Now, yes, but it weren't really my thing, the Italian league. But the, Italians were, the Italian football was based very much on defence, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? If, they reminded me a bit of like the Germans. like They were like machines. like You know what I mean? They're hard to break They're down. They were well-drilled, weren't they? Yeah, well-drilled, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it, obviously, the amount of times that they got to the finals pretty much says it worked. 99 United, I thought the game was very boring. And in, in the 90 minutes, I thought it was a very boring game. United, obviously, without two of their best players because of the, I think it was the Juve game, wasn't it? The yeah. semi-final. Eden Skulls both got yeah. the other cards Yeah, no, I, I, looked, I looked at that squad. Their midfield was Butt and Beckham. Yeah. In the, in the middle, and then Giggs on the right. On the Longvist on the left, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And gigs on the right. So, like, for them to hold it tight for for the night minutes, very boring again, as I said. But what was at stake for that with the treble? Yeah, it's amazing. You can't write that stuff, especially the last minutes, as Holland was saying, goosebumps. The 99 season obviously is very special for United fans. I think for a lot of football fans, they remember it. <laughs> but yeah, so the 99 final was a fantastic final. Can I ask a question, Paul, please? Yeah, go on. No, no, it's nothing controversial. I mean, 
Was that in May, the final? Was it in May? Uh, yeah. yeah. When did we do our exams? Was it, it was in 99? It's a genuine question. Because I, I don't remember us not talking about the semi-final or the final. So when, we, when did we, we break our, up we like, to do our exams? We did our exams in June. Because I was yeah. still yes. 15. I went back to Do we, we have like a study period? Because... Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Seriously, do you have like a study period? Because I don't remember well, us not talking I about call it. Call it study period. It's more just go go home and do nothing, which is what. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but, but seriously, seriously, I don't remember well, us talking about it. I tell you what, let's let's get on to the teams then. So just for those who are listening, so we did an underrated eleven a couple of weeks ago. Do our Champions League eleven today, and um, again we'll pick eleven players and we'll. Yeah, Paul, just cross off all them United players now. Just be done with it. Listen, it's not happening. Listen, we this is where go- it gets good. This is where it gets debatable. This is where this is what listeners like. Who are you going with as your as number one goalkeeper? Peter Schmeichel for me. What? Peter, I, I said Peter no Schmeichel. United players, Miller. Ben <laughs> you as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's gone off with Schmeichel, stuck him back. Uh, Holland, go for it. Van der Sar. Oh, a United player again. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, no, he wasn't and at United then. And he wasn't at United then. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got in. Uh, Graham? Uh, the Titan, Oliver. Did he, he didn't win the Champions League in the 90s, though, did he, Colt Khan? No, he didn't win it. What's that got to do with it? Oliver Ronnie Johnson won the Champions League, but I ain't going to throw him in. <laughs> he, he, oh, that, hang on, sorry, sorry. sorry yeah, can Paul, you can't out? say that because we keep dealing yeah. with it, technically. Can I just point out, yeah. in, uh, when we done the when we done the under, the overrated, well, underrated, sorry, David Holland, halfway through, pointed out, he said, Paul, he said, he said, you can't just keep saying people's opinions are shit, 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 shit. That's their opinion. I've thrown one out and you've straight away, you're bang on me. <laughs> Oliver Kahn, David Graham. Lee Harper next. <laughs> Lee Harper. Corn Hops. Mine's Angelo Peruzzi. Over that period, that over the 10 years we're looking at. I well, he made three him. finals on the spin, so. Yeah. And consistency as a goalkeeper. I, I think he was the most consistent keeper in, in Italy. Well, in Europe, except in the European Cup and for Italy as well. So I, I went Peruzzi. Graham, I'm going to jump to Kahn with you. Why have you gone Kahn? Oh, basically, I thought he was a commanding and aggressive style goalkeeper. He comes third in a Ballon d'Or. Um, goalkeepers don't even get mentioned in Ballon d'Ors. Um, if I'm talking about, if you're going to go on finals, we're not going to get really get anywhere with this this pod because that's ridiculous. If you're talking about the actual player, how they played in the games, um, I'm going to go Khan every day. I thought he was a fantastic goalkeeper. He was world class. Anyone that told me that Oliver Khan wasn't world class, they've never watched him. That's where I'm going with it. Oliver Kahn for me. He got better in the noughties. I'll grant you that. He got better in the noughties. But what I saw of him in the nineties, fantastic. Great goalkeeper. Everything you want in a goalkeeper. Harper, yeah, I'm not saying, I, look, all these keepers that we've all named, in my eyes, were all pretty much well class. I, I was Peruzzi or Van der Sar for me. Um, but I did, I know what Dave Graham's saying about just because he got to three finals doesn't make him better than Oliver Kahn, which is true. Well, he did win it in 2001, but I know this is a 90s yeah. pod. So we're going based oh, yeah, on yeah, 90s. Yeah, no. so. So I do understand where you're coming from. But yeah, like I said, I've just got, I went for Peruzzi because, well, I think he was a brilliant shot stopper. And like I, said, I know he did get to three finals. So you like, you can't be a shit keeper if to get no. to three Champions League finals. So 100%. that's why, that's why I went for Peruzzi. And then Buffon took over. He went from one fantastic goalkeeper straight into another. Um, because Buffon, if you're going to go further than the 90s, obviously Buffon, Cassius. Yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to vote on it. So, um, Schmeichel, Lee Harper, who you, are you sticking with Peruzzi or are you Yeah, changing? I'm sticking with Peruzzi. Miller? Yeah, yeah I'm sticking yeah. with Michael. Schmeichel, Graham? I'm sticking with Khan. And Holland? I'm going with Oliver Khan. 
Hopefully that's a good shout. <laughs> You're such a wanker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think it all good. I'm sticking with Peruzzi, so we've got a bit of an issue straight on the first goalkeeper here. Miller, let Miller pick. All right, yeah. so... Who he prefers out, Peruzzi or oh, Khan? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... What... Lee, tell me a bit about your guy and then Graham, tell me a bit about his. Well, if I'm honest, the most I watched, like, growing up in the 90s, like, Peruzzi used to wear, like, these colourful shirts. Oh, um, yeah, he's in just for that. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I, he, he, like, he just like, attracted, like, he just attracted, like me to watch him I think he could play football like he was one you know like these days your keepers basically could play in midfield in most championship teams and in my opinion Peruzzi I felt like he could play football like everyone they were comfortable giving the ball back to him he was good with both feet great shot stopper and the fact that he got to three consecutive finals in the 90s is why I will say Peruzzi Go on, Graham. Sell me the dream. Oh, okay. Um, when you think, hold on. Uh, when you think of Oliver Kahn, you think of Bayern Munich straight away. Um, the t- um, amount of Champions League they've won. He was a big part of that. M- mainly in the noughties. I-, I get that. Um, when you think of Germany as well. He was number one for Germany for years. When you think of Peruzzi, you do think of Juventus, but you don't think of Italy. Um, when you think of Kahn, you think of his, his aggressive, you know, his, his style, his command. He was captain. Ballon- he was third in the Ballon d'Or for a goalkeeper. Um, what Lee's saying is, you know, he's bang on. Peruzzi was a fantastic goalkeeper. But if I'm if I'm picking the t- um, out of two, if I've got a, a place for a goalkeeper at the two, and I think who's going to who's going to be the better goalkeeper, I'm, I'm going for Khan. So yeah, Khan, yes, Miller's going Khan as well. So that's uh, Khan goes in as the goalkeeper. So left back about that. This, I, left back, I think is going to be an easy choice for most people. I should assume we'll start with Miller. Who, who's your left back of the the nineties in the Champions League? Maldini. Bosch. Harper? Straight in. Maldini. Graham? Maldini. Holland? Maldini centre-back. But because I found the right-backs and left-backs hard in this because they didn't really play with them. If you look at the formations of these yeah. teams that played, they didn't really play with, it, with a right-back and left-back. It's more like wing-backs sort of thing. So I found that difficult. But I stuck with Roberto Carlos there. Okay. But Maldini, if we're putting Maldini left-back, he's getting in 100%. Harper, Maldini, talk yep. us about Maldini. Well, yeah, he says it all, like, Jesus Christ. N- very comfortable on the ball, solid, reliable, hot, n- not many injuries. Uh, you can, obviously, when he was at M- Milan for pretty much, well, all his career, I'm, d- I'm sure he was. Yes, he was, yes. Yeah. Um, so, just goes to show, very loyal player. Um, yeah, and I just think, you know what I mean? Like, I just, going back to what Dave said about Oliver Kahn, out of those two players, like when he said Khan or Peruzzi, he's gone for Khan. I just think you put anyone next to Maldini, and I'll say pretty much what Graham said about Khan if, in Maldini's defence. He won the Champions League five times as well, Maldini. Five times. He was just, he's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. He's one, yeah. one of the best defenders of all time, yeah, without doubt. Definitely. Sorry, I think Lee's, Lee's spot on there. I think when you, when you talk about left backs, as well, you talk about Ashley Cole. Because um, he's world class, it's not about shell of a doubt. If you've got the, if Ashley Cole's got the ball, and you want somebody to go forward, you count on Ashley Cole. But if you're looking at someone to defend as a left back, you, do, you throw Ashley Cole out of the equation. You put Maldini in um, because he was one step that. ahead. He was one step ahead. When you're talking about tackling, I mean, Dave, you made a great point um, a couple of pods ago about you can't mention tackling in this day and age. When you think about tackling, Maldini tackles. Ashley Cole didn't tackle as compared to Maldini. So yeah, at least spot on, really. 
Maldini was. When you talk about left back or tackling left back, yeah. Sorry, Miller, yeah, jump in there, Miller. Maldini was ele- elegant on the, with defending. He can stand up and read the game. He did. He didn't need to go in all guns blazing, but he could. He had that in his locker as well. He, if he needed to go in hard and take the man and ball, he would. But he read the game so well, he didn't need to do that. Yeah, it's always one step ahead. So yeah, he's going down as one of the best defenders of all time. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, it's a big shout. Let's move over to right back. I'm going to start this one off. And uh, it might surprise some of you to know it's going to be uh, Gary Neville. No. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll let him explain. Go on, Paul. Go on, no, Harper, who are you going? Right back. Oh, I've gone for uh, Christian Panucci. Miller? Panucci. Uh, Graham? Uh, Lillian Turan. It was at Palmer. Okay, and Holland? See, I don't know all my uh, winners. So, but obviously, I'm open to what everyone suggested. I went for Reisinger. Tell us about Turan. Why, why have you gone for Turan? When we're talking 90s, he, he didn't really have an impact with Palmer in the 90s. He was more of a, uh, was more of a naughty player, wasn't he, um, Lillian Turan? Yeah. Um, it's just his, um, even at Palmer, it's just his reading of the game. He had individual honours, etc. Well, when you look, when you look at Lillian Turan, um, you talk about Gary Neville's world class, without a shadow of a doubt. There's no, no question about it. My three top would be Cafu, Lillian Turan and Gary Neville. The reason I didn't put Cafu in it, because I don't think he won it or even played in it to the noughties. So you can't, you can't right even be mentioned. Well, exactly, yeah. So you're going on a 90s pod, you can't really yeah. include him. Well, but Turan, uh, everything yeah. Gary Neville can do, I think Turan did it better, personally, even at Palmer, even though he, I thought he was better at Juve. If I'm if I'm looking for a Gary Neville in prime or even a Turan at Palmer, I'm still going for Turan because I think he was a better player. But that's just my opinion. doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. So, yeah, Turan for me, boys. Why is it gone? Holland? Uh, like I say, I struggle for right back and left back in this because I only picked winners in the 90s in my team. Um, but... So, right, there wasn't many options. So I went with Ryder's got to be a bit different. But I like Turan. I'm going for Turan. Turan's quality. Like I say, I would have put, if I, if, I would have, if I wouldn't have gone through my system of picking winners, I'd have definitely had him in. Uh, Harper, was that you, Panucci? Oh, yeah, well, I've, yeah. I've gone for, I picked Panucci. The reason being, because like Dave said about the way he selected his team, um, Panucci won it, for, uh, won it twice. Milan. Uh, he was in the final three times. Yeah, he's won it with two different clubs as well. Let me add, he's won it with AC Milan and then he went on to Real Madrid where they beat Juventus in the final 1-0. He also played in that team. Italians in the 90s, they were well-organised, well-drilled, strong. He played left-back as well in one of the finals. Yeah, he he, He was versatile as well. Versatile. Yeah, but um, going back to Graham's point about Lillian Turam, I do, look, Turam is, no, don't get me wrong, he was a phenomenal player, but... Very aggressive, quick, strong. The one thing I always thought about Turan, there was he was always like a mistake could happen. The ball goes under his feet, or I just thought that like he didn't have composure on the ball, like as much as other players. So that's the reason why I didn't pick Lillian Turan. Yes, Turan had was was a fantastic uh, right back. I, I can't deny that. I said Gary Neville, and a few of you laughed. I don't know why because. He was the best right back in in England. I oh, think. I mean, could you keep that? There's many many United players that are world class calling to you in a minute. Isn't they? Jesus a, Christ, we've got Gary Neville now, best right back ever. Roy Keane, the best best midfielder well, we've ever seen. I Just can't agree with Paul. Sorry to say but, it. Hold on, hold on. Gary Neville was consistent for 13 or 14 years of his career. Uh, you, you, players didn't really beat him. Anyone? He wasn't particularly um, spectacular at any one thing. His work rate right grew so much. His work rate, and I think he won two. He's not, he's not getting into any World Eleven team ever. 
But do you know why? Because people like the continental name. There's so many other better right backs in him. That's why. Not, no, they're not. I'm sorry, not. Jerram, as a right back, is fantastic. But as Harper said, he was prone to a few mistakes. Say, so, I just say Gary Neville, Cafu, and Lillian Turan were three world class right backs at that time. It's yeah. whatever order you put them on, I think, Paul. But you can't you can't go another one then laugh because the United player. Forget being a no. United player for a second. In terms of consistency as a right, I don't see how you don't pick him week in week out. I don't, I, I don't see he was. I, in, I'm I'm listening. Up. I'm listening. But all I can think of is his own teammate said Gary Neville was only guaranteed in that starting eleven is because United never had another right back back up. Keane said it. Yeah, but yeah. Keane's just talking about banter. He's not talking about being serious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. So why didn't Ferguson buy another right back then for 13 years? I have to disagree. If, if the only right back in the club, Ferguson bought and sold every position in that club over a period. He never replaced Gary Neville. Gary Neville walked into the office he, after the West Bromwich Albion game and said, I'm done. Put something oh, in Gary I'm Neville. Still with so right, we'll have I'm a Turan for me. Okay, Graham. Uh, Holland, we're going to Ram. Graham. Turan. Harper. Benucci. Miller, Panucci, just Turam then three two. We'll do the centre back pairings. So we'll start off with this one with Holland. Um, yeah, Stam, and no, I'm joking. You must be joking. <laughs> um, I've got. I, I changed, but I had Maldini centre back. So just quick, quick, fast, sharp. I've gone Costa Curta instead. And when I looked at these formations, he didn't. He, he played midfield, which I was surprised about because when I remember being a centre back, Marcel Desailly. We'll keep, we'll keep him there. We'll keep him there. That's fine. Um, so who we got? Uh, Harper? Yeah, so Marcel Desai and Ronald Koeman. Uh, Miller? Same. Same for me. Koeman, Desai. Yeah, you've got to pick yours, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Because um, it's been a Champions League, I haven't stuck to 4 4 2. I've gone for a 3 5 1. So I'm only going um, one central defender. That's Mateus Summer. I've gone for Mateus Summer and Costa Curta. Right. So I'll, I'll kick it off then with why I think Ronald Koeman should be. In the fact, he's a defender and he scored about 240-odd goals throughout his career. And this is a defender we're talking about. Uh, I think in the 94 season, he was the top goal scorer in European football with eight goals. They didn't win it that year, but read a few things about him. Like, Ronald Koeman just seems like he's just definitely been there. And my other pick, obviously, Marcel Desai. Um, yeah, well, he won it back-to-back. He's first player to do that with two different teams. For me, uh, obviously, France, 98, he won. Uh, I just think, yeah, I, for me, I, I, I know he kind of did play in both positions, really, but out and out, well, I think when he went to Chelsea, he was the defender. Uh, Graham? Yeah, um, I've gone for, so my formation is 3-5-1. I've gone to, for Summer, um, just without even looking at any footage of him. I remember him just... He was horrible to play against. You know, he played centre-back sweeper. He'd come to centre-mid. He was a Ballon d'Or winner, for God's sake. He was a defender. That year, he beat Ronaldo in Shearer to get Ballon d'Or winner. It, it doesn't happen. I think it was that, at that time, mid-90s, as we're talking about 90s, he was that good. I can't think of much more to say about him. If you're coming towards Mateus Summer, you're going to swing it out to the wings because you're not getting past him. He was, he was that good at the time. And I think he was that good. That's why I've stuck him in my team for the whole of longevity of the 90s. Mateus Summer for me. Captain of Germany, world class, end of. Yeah, I, I've gone somewhere exactly as you said. I've, I've looked at his career. Obviously, the Champions League is important as well. But in terms of as a player and as a captain and the Ballon d'Or winner, when I looked at that, 
you're right. And, and it wasn't just about they won the Ballon d'Or. It was the players that he beat to to win the Ballon d'Or. As you yeah. said, uh, Shearer, Ronaldo. He was up, you know, as you said, it doesn't happen. And Ballon d'Or is a, a trophy. It's more or less designed for forward players. So for him to win it at that time was 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 unbelievable. Koeman's a good one as well. Miller? Oh, Mama Koeman and Desai. Like, what Lee's saying. So I've tried to balance the pair. So Koeman sweeping up. He could bring the ball from the keeper and play out from the back. Desai as a solid defender. You ain't getting past him. But also on the ball, the man can play. As he's played in centre midfield in finals, in Champions League finals. Lee's saying about Kuman, he's going to stick him in the hole like Latias in a minute, the way Lee's talking about his goal scoring record oh, there. 200 goals for a defender, bro. Come on, man. But what I'm saying is, the way them two would read the game and sweep everything up, one person's going in hard, the other person's sweeping up. As a partnership, for me, that's the best. As you guys are saying about the longevity of the 90s, them two together, for me, are the best partnership. I like Sammer. Sammer's, I like Sammer. Uh, so I'm going to swap Costa Cutter, put Sammer in with Desai. If I've done it the way that, that, you know, over the Champions League, he's definitely getting in. But obviously, my, my team's done on two players that won it. All right, so I went Costa Cutter as well. And again, I looked at the winning trophies and the consistency and going back and forth with Costa Cutter going in it. But I thought he's just such a good defender and he was, so long, but centre backs are so tough. The Desai one, what Miller's saying in terms of partnership, I definitely get because you wouldn't have necessarily Coleman and Summer in the same centre back pairings. But I think if you're looking at if we're building a team, I definitely think on hindsight, Desai is a great shout as a as an absolute beast at the back, and then playing next to Samar. Let's have a vote on it because that, that is that is a, there's a, some good names there. Let's go with Graham. What two are you going with? Right, because um, I only picked one. Obviously, I'm going to stick with Summer. Yeah. Um, if, if Samuel wasn't involved, I'd definitely go Kuman next best. So I'm going for Samuel and Kuman. Okay, you've got Samuel and Kuman. Uh, Holland? Samuel and Desai for me. Harper? Kuman and Desai, please. Miller? Kuman and Desai. So Desai is in because I'm going to go Desai as well. And okay. I'm going to go Samuel. Three, two, Samuel. <laughs> okay, so at the moment we've got Khan in goal and we've got a back four of Lillian Turam at right back, Palam Maidini at left back, and your two centre backs are Marcel Desai and Mateus Samuel. Maldini, what would his value be now? If we're in the modern football and someone goes, right, Maldini, we've taken him from the 90s and we've put him into a team now. Hey, Paul, Paul, if you're Who's paying... Eight, how much did Maguire cost? Eight, that's sorry. right, I was about to say, if you're paying 8 million for Maguire, you can pay 800 billion for Maldini. Yeah, it's an exaggeration, but you're spot on, really. It's ridiculous the amount you could pay for him. Oh, well, just the back five already. If, imagine that in today's prices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting past it. <laughs> you know, that is strong back five, boy. I'm not even going to lie. Okay. Right, if I was to come up against that back five, I'd be like, oh, uh, Gaffer, Miami's fucking killing me, man. <laughs> Next week. Right, so I kind of went, I picked the 4-4-2 formation. Um, and the diamond. I kind of, yeah, I should have really picked a diamond, if I'm honest, because that sounds a lot better. Um, I've got a couple of players out on the left. Uh, one was uh, Pavel Nedved. But he mainly played for Lazio in the 90s before, so he wouldn't have had much Champions League. The four in midfield, my next one is Zinedine Zidane. On the left? We're talking left wing. We're talking well, about the left. What I'm saying. So it's going to be like a diamond, like Adam said. Like, not, I wouldn't class it as a left... I wouldn't class it as a left winger. We, I think we need who's to... your furthest left out then? Who's your furthest left? That's what you're okay. looking for. Well, mine's Zidane. Believe okay. it or not. Uh, That's quite fair enough. Doesn't mean he won't get in. He might. Someone might have him in the centre and 
later on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want Suzanne, let me in Amsterdam. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, Miller. Pep Guardiola. Um, uh, Sadov, me. Sadov. I'm going to stick him there. Okay, well, I've got gigs because he's a left-sided midfielder. You, you, you have not got gigs. I have got gigs. You're taking the piss. Oh, Graham, sorry. I've got the Flying Dutchman. Mark Overmars. Mark Overmars to Ajax, yeah. I'll just go with Giggs for Holland. The fourth most assists in the Champions League history. Only Messi and Ronaldo are ahead on him and he's tied with Di Maria. He's played the fourth most amount of matches in the Champions League and he's joined 30th for goals in the Champions League. One of the most consistent players in the game and was just heralded all over Europe. There's not a hope in hell Ryan Giggs is getting the World eleven. He ain't even getting the Premier League eleven. Every so top club in Europe, every company with that. Holland, every top club in Europe tried to get gigs in the 90s. Alexander Arnold's got more assists than him. You can't compare wingers and fullbacks now to what you had back then. A winger's job in the 90s was hold on, you get the ball, give it to your winger, beat a man, put it in the box. Yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul, we're, li- we're living in a world of stats now, yeah. So if we're living in a world of stats, Ryan Giggs is not getting signed by any top club ever nowadays. He's 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 <laughs> He ain't getting signed by no one. Oh, Ollen, leave the room. He's the most overrated player to ever grace the Premier League and you want to put him in this 11? You're having me on. You don't play at Man United for that long. You don't play consistently for that long. Play 963 games, 695 starts, 162 assists in the Premier League and 168 goals. Don't you come to me. Doesn't matter. No, this this is UEFA stats and Premier League stats. Oh, well, you you're putting you put gigs. You you have gigs. He's not getting in. Well, who's getting in then? You go. You want to have gigs, Gary Neville? Gary Neville. I actually think gigs is not bad. No. Harper, explain to Holland about gigs for me as well, because you're a neutral. I, I, I do you think, think I don't, Lee, Lee, Lee. Honestly, do you think Man City are paying money for gigs this day and age? Do you think Man City or a Barcelona of this world are signing Ryan Giggs? Yeah. Behave yeah. yourself. Behave. No way. No way. I haven't got his stats in front of me. When I when we do this, when we do this, I'm going to destroy this guy. I wasn't prepared to, to rip Ryan Giggs today. But I will be next time, and uh, and then it's, it'll be over. But his stats, his stats over his. Well, I know. I know. Obviously, this day and age, people are based on stats, goals, assists, and all that. But I do think Ryan Giggs was a good player. He was a good player, but he's not. He's nowhere near what. He's nowhere near great with what he's being held as. Who's better? He than is not. Dave? Who's better than him? Gareth Bowers better than him. I oh, know. I'm not having that. Graham, what's your? Yeah, that's the truth. I'm, I'm going to dissect his stats and then I'm going to destroy him. You go for it, Graham. What's your thoughts? Left wing because you can't be having Zidane and Pep Guardiola and Nedved on the left. Everyone's got their own opinions at the end of the day. Dave's not having gigs. You're having gigs. You know. Um, I don't think it's a hard one. Greek is a great player. I, I'm not picking him. I'm going for Mark Overmars based on the Champions League. You know, he was a Champions League winner. He, he was fantastic at Ajax. We we spoke about wingers over the last few weeks. Um, I've mentioned Kachelskis and Stuart Ripley and a few others. Um, their main job was to get the ball down into the box. But when you look at Mark Overmars, he just didn't do that. He actually cut inside and scored. He created, I think it was a, a step above the, the average winger. So I'm going to go for Overmars to me. But if you're on about the, the gigs um, argument, it's a tough, I, I, can, I, can, I can see both sides of your argument. Um, Dave's gone on about the, the assists and the stats. But when you look at Ryan, I think Ryan Giggs is really, 
it was more exciting in the early nineties. It's in the latter nineties in the two thousands. He was, he wasn't as, he was, he was influential, but he wasn't as exciting. So I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. He's famous for one goal. And that's against Arsenal. No, I don't agree with that. Don't what other goal can you remember? Paul's going to rattle off a load of goals because he's a fan. I can't no, remember no, another no, great goal he scored. He's better than one goal. I, I must say that. You're, you're being, he's he's, he's only known for one goal. That's you're it. You're being silly. You're being silly. With his shirt around his head and his big heavy chest. That's it. <laughs> okay. You're, you're, you're well, look, listen, I kind of said to Dan over there, but I'm quite happily to go with Mark Overmars on the left for me now. Yeah, I'm going with Overmars as well. Sorry, yeah. No, what I was going to say is... um. I think what you've got to ask everybody, everyone's got their own opinions, but in the 90s, if you've got the left side of the midfield for a place, are you picking Mark Overmars in that side or are you picking Ryan Giggs? I think that's the question. In the you 90s. Think, okay, you take Overmars' pace away, which happened the back end of his career after. You, you can't do that. You can't take his pace away because he had pace. That was his skill. That's that was ridiculous. One thing. No, no, hold on, hold on, no, no. That's ridiculous. Because no, I'm not having that. Not, not having that's that. not ridiculous. You take, take, why would you take his pace away? He had pace. So he had to include he, no, his no, pace. No, 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 no. no. That's silly. Okay, he had pace. Paul, was a Paul, Paul wanted to take his legs off of him and say he can't walk. <laughs> no, I, 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 he doesn't get in over gigs for me. Miller, what's your thoughts on on over, over miles or gigs? I mean, I can't believe this conversation is even being had, but let's let's go for it. In the nineties, it wasn't a stats-driven sport as it is today. Yeah, they 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 count how far you run on the pitch in a match, all that sort of stuff. Now, if you look, if you, the, the, the sport as we have it today, Ryan Giggs, his stats are not cutting it. In the Premier Agreed. League. Agreed. So, so yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, and then we'll we'll get to that when we do the Arsenal Man United rivalries. You know. Okay. Um, so we yeah. need a vote now. So yeah, we we we'll move on from that anyway. But that's what that's what I'm that's what I mean. Trying to butt in, but obviously the mic wasn't working. But what you were saying about Overmars about the pace, I think you underestimate what he'd done at Arsenal to the later part of his career, and then he went on to Barcelona. Paul, you can't just say, "Oh, he lost his legs." He adapted his play. And still continued at the highest level in Europe. You was comparing him to then like Giggs, obviously. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. He's a, he adapted his game with his age. Giggs did. But you, you're pretty much saying that Overmars never. And he did. Out of the two of them, longevity in the 90s, we're talking, Overmars wins for me. The reason why I'm going to vote Overmars is because if you needed a goal and the ball went out to the left, Overmars has got more chance of like giving someone a set of clean nails, going past and scoring more than gigs. I'm not saying yeah. gigs wouldn't go past someone. Gigs might go past someone, make an assist, cross it. But I don't think as a winger, he didn't have what Overmars had. So for me, I'll pick Overmars. All right. We'll have a vote on it. Uh, well, we'll have a vote on it. Overmars is getting in is what we're saying more or less. So we'll take that. That's fine. Let's chuck over to the right mid now. So uh, uh, Miller, who you got on the right mid? Funny enough, I've got Clamp off. I've got golden balls, David Beckham. Holland. <laughs> We've been agreeing the whole time and you've gone and done I don't want a single United player in this team and you've just gone and done even though I love golden balls to be fair. But sorry. In the nineties, Dave, I've I'm in the nineties, oh, I've had to put that's all right, because I had Sadov as well, so we're already two up on that one. I had Sadov <laughs> in the middle, not in the right. But anyway, in the right. So uh, Harper? Ronald DeBoer. I mean, I, I went Beckham. I went Beckham. Oh my god. No, I had Figo on the right. I, I had Figo. Oh, Figo's not a bad shot. It's too late, isn't it? It was at Barcelona in 95 to 2000. Okay. I didn't realise that. I, didn't remember, yeah, I don't remember him. See, I had Beckham at first. I won't, uh, Originally, when I was doing the team, I went with Beckham. 
But then I agree with you, Holland. It became a little bit too United heavy. And then I thought Beckham, if you're going to look at a, a world midfield, I think Beckham was class, as we all know. I think we can all agree. I think he's underrated personally as a, a world-class right midfielder. There wasn't, there was, there's not been a player since him, or I even say before him, that had a right foot that can pinpoint a pass. But who else we've got here? So we've got, I mean, Seedorf, was he a right winger or more central midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was told. Yeah, see, the thing is, it's difficult because I've got three centre midfielders in my team. So if we're doing 4-4-2, I'll stick him on the right, you know, for the for the sake of this exercise. But he has to, by the way, Seedorf has to get in the team, whether he's on the right or in the centre. Yeah, I, I like Figo, Paul. I like Figo. I, you know, I'm all, so for this, for this exercise, I'll, I'll, I'll vote Figo. I like that. Yeah, I think figures. Uh, who, who did you ever get the ball, uh, Harper? Yeah, but coming when I've when on the players that you lot have just named, uh, I've mainly went for Ronald De Boer for what he did at Ajax and that young team like that got to two Champions League finals. Um, I kind of yeah, I, I kind of put my team on players that made more finals than others. Then I shouldn't have really done that if I'm honest. So I'm I'm happy to go with Figo. Or even stayed off on the right. So, but out of the two, I'll, as a winger, I'd say Figo more than Seedorf. Miller? Yeah, I'm still sticking with Seedorf because, again, my formation and the way I was thinking, Panucci and Maldini are getting up and down as well. They weren't just flat back four, they would get up and down and support the midfield. So, I've gone with a holding midfielder and I had Pep and Seedorf. Okay, I think for the for the purposes of the, getting the team so together, off for me would have been on the right of the midfield. Okay, so I think keeping a four four two general formation will be easier to fit all the players in. I think Seedorf has gone. I'm not saying Figo at all. I mean, I'll be honest, lads. In the night, Figo's world class without a shadow of doubt. If we're talking nineties, I've got no recollection of him whatsoever in the nineties playing in the Champions League. Can't remember him at all. Lee mentioned about De Boer. Yeah, very versatile. But on the right for Ajax, it's Fanini George. Um, Beckham, my choice, and Paul mentioned Beckham. It was much more than just crossing the ball consistently. I mean, if you look at him, I'll, I'll give a quick comparison. Do you remember Robbie Savage? Not comparing him at all, but running around like a headless chicken. David Beckham, I'll tell you what, he covers some bloody half of the pitch, you know. Looking back on some uh, eight and playing, he was he was, he was was up the top, he was in the middle, he'd get the back, fighting for the ball. When Paul said he was underrated, I don't think he was underrated, but I think he was underrated as in his work rate was underrated. Very good player, David Beckham, and that's that's why I picked him. But Figo, world class, not in the 90s for me, 2000s. Just with Beckham, Dave, as you said about the underrated thing, what I mean by that is yeah. a lot of people find Beckham as very one-dimensional. It was very much, oh, yeah, he's got one one foot, uh, whips it in, and that's kind of it. I didn't agree yeah. with that. In the Real Madrid game, we played 4-3, the game the season before he left to go to Madrid. He, played, he came off the bench and scored two goals and played centre-mid. In the Champions League final, we played centre-mid. He was a very yeah. good central midfielder, who had he was, good, yeah. good ability at his feet. He was very, very, very good with his feet. And yeah. work rate, as you said, when you're on the right-hand side with Gary Neville, I know you've not got on the team, but the work rate of both of them on that right-hand side, you, you couldn't outwork them two on the right. Beckham was not... You could, you I agree, I agree. Who could outwork Beckham on the right-hand side. And you could say, go in the middle, sit deep. I, you know, in terms of playing, you don't play for Man United, Real Madrid, AC Milan, PSG... I like Galaxy at the end of the season because that was to get a franchise later on in his Keep career. Keep it 90s, Paul. Keep it 90s. No, no, of course. But in terms of his career, it's it just phenomenal. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I, do you know what? I just, I don't know what I just, so the minute he starts spewing about May United, I just turn, it, it just turns me <laughs> off. Uh, just, you know, he, 
Oh, They've got to be mentioned, Dave, to be fair. No, no, I agree. no, I agree with what you're saying about Beckham, but it's when old Mickey starts talking about him. I just, <laughs> it, just, it, just gets, it just gets my back up. Just for well, listening to what David Graham and Paul have said about him, I'm gonna my vote will be David Beckham right mid, and I'm gonna change my vote to Beckham. Graham, David Beckham definitely. Uh, Miller, it's outvoted, aren't they? The Beckham on the right. Just, just want to <laughs> interject there just for a second, um, because a few people asked me who's Mickey. <laughs> um, the, the, there is the Phoenix Five, not the Phoenix Six. Um, I am called Mickey uh, because David Graham decided to call me Mickey about 15 years ago. Um, I'll ask him why and see if he can answer. Uh, David <laughs> Graham, why, why am I called Mickey? I don't know. I don't know. It just sounded good at the time and it stuck. Uh, I, I, I've literally no idea. Um, it could be, you've obviously been called a lot worse in the past, in present, I suppose, but it just sounded good at the time and it stuck. Uh, that's all I can come up with. Sorry to disappoint you guys, but yeah, Mickey wait, McGrath. Wait. All right, so we, we've got the right. I think we've all agreed Beckham on the right. Uh, we're going to go central midfield. We'll start in with Graham on the central midfield on this one. For my team, I've gone for two central midfielders that are holding midfielders. Not only holding midfielders, early in their career, they were very forward players. I've gone for two kindred spirits. They're Stefan Effenberg and Roy Keane. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we, right. we just we just do a Man United eleven, shall we? Let's just chuck skulls in, and uh, and then we'll have we'll have Dwight York and Andy Cole up front, and we'll just end it here. D- D- Graham, you've got the quiz. Let's do the quiz because this is ridiculous. It's a ten year period. It's a ten year period. Man United are very dominant. So, Graham, I love you, and I, I agree with I love all your you too. stuff most, most of the time. But come on, man, that's two Man United players in a row you've just done. I think though, at the time, I think Roy Keane was one of the best in the world in his position. I, I can't. I'm sorry, but I can't pick anyone else. Him and Stefan Everberg are very similar. Let's go. Come to on, somebody else. <laughs> Holland, go, go with your two then. Come on. You're going to love mine. I've done this purely for the like comedy value of it. Oh. Seedorf's getting in anyway, so Seedorf has to go in. I'm sorry, I know everyone, I didn't put Zidane because I just thought that to be too obvious. <coughs> also, Zidane was later, so with the Zidane one, Zidane was later, it, it was more with Madrid than it yeah, was. Zidane, Zidane signed for him after they won the Champions League in 96, I think, or 95, 96. Yeah, when you the Zidane signed the next season. But I went for winners, yeah? So remember, I based my team on winners. And guess who my other centre midfielder is? Harvard's going to love it. I'm a fellow countryman, oh, Paul Lambert. He's oh. in. <laughs> He's getting in. He's getting in. He's a winner. You know what I mean? He has no right to be in a Champions League 11. He has no Glad right you mentioned comedy. <laughs> but he did. <laughs> He's getting in. Okay. My two, my two central uh, midfielders are Edgar Davids and... Didier Deschamps. I had I had three centre midfielders, like I said earlier, and Deschamps was one of them. But yeah, for that, say, for the last, you said Lambert. It doesn't matter. You said yeah, Lambert. No, 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 I said Lambert even for, for the correct. <laughs> don't back, don't back, don't back. You said Lambert. I think he had about 19 games in the Champions League. But yeah, okay. He won the Champions League. If, he, he, if you're putting main line players in, he has every right to be here as well. Dave's done it for the Scottish listeners. So, as I said at the beginning, I had the diamond. Holding midfielder, Didier Deschamps. Has to be. There was no one better in the 90s than him in that position. You say Roy Keane and later on in his career, he went holding and not more attacking, as Graham was saying. But he covered every blade on the pitch. He was a leader of his team. He dragged the team about. And then in front of him, atop of the diamond, 
is Zidane for me. There is no better person in from what ninety six onwards. Zidane in came position. into his own late ninety eight, early ninety nine in in that season. I, before that, he wasn't. He yeah. wasn't the right. So you 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 was bigging up gigs. Yeah, he was in the Champions League for seven years. Yeah, but was he at the peak for seven years in the Champions League? I'm not, I'm not in comparing Premier League, to maybe. Players. They're different, yes. they're different players. Uh, I, I, I think Zidane, had, you can have an argument with Zidane, but I don't think you... In If you if you go into the noughties, then yeah, he gets in every team every every day of the week. But I don't, I don't think in, in the in the 90s, I think, there's your choice, it's fine. Uh, who else? Just, uh, I went with Keane and Seedorf um, for me. Fuck's sake. Roy Keane, um, go back and watch. Man United's 1990. Look, 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 very uh, good points on Deschamps. I, I I did look at his yeah. Deschamps is a good shout, but uh, don't look at the stats though. You got to look. No, at no, no, no. Just done. as a player, as a, as a, what he achieved in his career as a player. I think it, he was was it Deschamps won it for two different teams as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he got to five finals in the nineties as well. Don't get me wrong. He lost a couple. He won. He won the World Cup. He was captain France in in that period. Yeah, but you can't start talking about international careers because Keane played for Republic of Ireland, which is never going to get into a, a win a, a World Cup. Well, or a, they, well, let's be realistic now. Well, you can't start bringing in your international football because that's. I'm you just know, saying, well, he was he pretty much won everything in the nineties. Deschamps, so yeah, he's a, there's no there's no doubt about that. I think Seedorf. Let's let's, let's talk about Clarence. So, um, Holland, you, you said he gets in no, no matter what. He, he, has what? To, he has to get a full time Champions League team for me. He has to. He's, Deschamps. He's, no, Sadoff. Yeah, no, I like Joe. No, the Shams I like. I no, you know, I took the piss with Lambert, but he's on my list. The Shams is on it. But for the for the, for the crack, I put uh, Lambert. But no, Sadoff. I feel I know Zidane. He, Zidane, yeah, yeah, Zidane's great and all that sort of stuff. And I just found that to be too obvious. But Seedorf, he won it with three different teams. He won it four times with three different teams. That can't just be overlooked. Yeah, in the nineties, it weren't three different teams. In no, the he 90s, won it twice right? in the nineties with two different teams. I think he won it with Milan. I oh, no, Milan twice after. I think. Um, or was he in the majority? Yeah, he won it twice. Yeah, later on he won it twice with AC Milan. So that was in the noughties. So, but yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but still, I just feel that he has to get in on that on merit alone. Uh, in my I, view. I think, I, I'm with you on Holland. I, th- I think Seedorf is, a, yeah, as a consistent player, every team he seemed to play for, he improved. The, the He was one of the first names in the team sheet. He won everything there was to win for, for in, on, on club level. Uh, you know, and you, as you said, five champions. I know we went into the, the noughties, but still. So can, can we say what, so what about Edgar Davidson? Because he's, he's... He's mad, he's, yeah. He was... He just seems to be getting overlooked right now. Like, and, but no, he's not. I think he was better than Seedorf. Yeah, yeah, no, the thing is, if we're going on uh, similar players, would you say he was similar to Deschamps in the way in, in the way he played? Or no, yeah. no, not at all. I don't. No, not at all. Is he not more of a defensive? I think Edgar Davis was better going forward. Deschamps was better as um. Yeah, but was Davis not? Yeah, he was all over Davis, man. He had an engine, bruv. He was quick, nippy. Yeah, but if I'm picking, if, if I'm picking a defensive midfielder out of them two, I'd pick the Shams. They Shams, hundred percent. 
Edgar Davies ain't sweeping up like Deschamps does. But Edgar, going forward, you rely more on Edgar Davies than Deschamps. So, so, so we do different players. Different would players. Would you put Davies ahead of Seedorf then, Graham? Say again, mate. Would you put Davies ahead of Seedorf then? If we're picking Deschamps as a defensive midfielder, that's um, sold. And then you I'm then cons- get him over to the side and take out Seedorf. You know, if you're going to have one that's defensive, I am. And one, no, I'm. I'm at doing? the two of them, I'm at the two of them from memory. Um, in the 90s, I'm picking Seedorf above Davids for the centre mid. If you ask me out the two, I'm picking Seedorf over Davids, yes. Again, you've got to look at the balance of the team. I know, like, we're doing roll for roll, but there's no point having two attacking players in the midfield. There's no, no in, in the centre midfield. You've got to have somebody who's. who's That's who's King, but then up. King could do both. That's why I've gone for two. Too old in midfield for my team. Just really going to get yeah, in. Yeah. Nah, no, man. He, he won't great at going. He ain't. Okay. Who? 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 Before his injury. Before his injury. Graham, you, you can answer that one. Who? King. Before his injury. What? He was always up and down the pitch. When after yeah. he had his kill, his, um... yeah, I wouldn't say he was comfortable on the ball. Like oh, these players that we're that we're mentioning with King, like Sadorf. not comfortable like... on the ball. He was very uh, good on a third man run into the box. I'm he was sorry. very good on that. Roy King. Yeah, well, are we looking, okay, then let's, are we looking for what are we looking for on a team? Are we looking for one um, defensive midfielder and one attacking midfielder? Well, that, well, that's what I was saying. You're not going to stick Davids and yeah. Deschamps in there, are you? That's why I said let's compare Davids to Deschamps. Who, who, who would you have even them two to play that role? When you're talking about when you're talking about Roy Keane, are you talking about him pre-injury or after injury? Because after injury, obviously, he's nice. in the 90s. If you're talking about him pre-injury. He was he was just as good going forward. I'm, I won't have anything bad said against him. What? How was he not good? I didn't say. You said said how was he not comfortable? He's very comfortable on the ball. I just don't think like creative wise. I don't think he was very creative. He wasn't a creative player. I disagree. So yeah, in my opinion. If we're having Deschamps in okay. the defensive midfielder, I don't think King creates much more than than any. Like he just he he comes across as average as as creating. Don't get me wrong, I think he's a great midfielder. I'd even say world class, but for even not for creating. He's listen Dan creates King right. Dunn. <clears throat> All right. If you're putting in two midfielders, I couldn't give a shit if they're two defensive midfielders, two attacking midfielders, or two cows. I couldn't give a shit. But Roy Keane, you would want in your team. There's not one person who wouldn't want a Roy Keane in their team. For personality for, for winning games, go and watch his, his performance in the Juventus free in the Juventus game and that three two. He single handedly yeah. lifted that team. Not only what making the final, didn't give a didn't care. He he's cracked on and he, he put in one of the best club performances you'll ever see from an individual. You go back prior to that in other games, he was just just no 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 no, 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 no. that Roy Keane. No, but in that period of time, wasn't one of the best midfielders in the world. I, I, Lee Hartwood said I, I, I might I might put him as world class. How can you doubt well how well class he was? Again, well, when I think of Roy Keane. I don't think of Roy Keane as, as like Lee said. Great. I think of him as a defensive midfielder, someone who's solid. That's yeah, hard. after his injury. After his major injury, yes. Yeah, but I, I still think of him as that anyway. No one's ever turned around and said Roy Keane was some sort of like assist machine or something, even though May United didn't really have many of them, as we know. But no one's turned around and saying that... He had more than gigs. As a box-to-box midfielder. Someone who's solid. Now, if we're picking a defensive midfielder for that this team, I would say Deschamps, Davids, Keane, they have them three, if you want to fight out, them three for that place, and then the next place... It's with a bit of flair. That's, okay. that's how I'm looking. Okay, I, I think I think of Keane as a defensive midfielder. I, don't see, like, I can't see the argument of you saying that like, he was like he was some sort of attacking midfielder genius. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. No, I, no, 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 no. Not no, no. That. That you're, uh, Dave Holland, he's got a he's got a point about him being a defensive midfielder. Yes, he was after his injury. 
We're talking about the 90s. He was a defensive midfielder in the noughties going forward. He was a completely different player. He didn't have the legs after. He used to, he used to sit back in the noughties. In the 90s, if you, like Miller mentioned a couple of weeks ago about if you watch the premiership years from um, the Sky Sports Show, he was always getting forward. He was always chipping in with his goals. But that's what it I said was fantastic. Earlier. I know we're talking about the Champions Brandy. League. Brandy. So we're still based on the Champions League. I haven't, no. I mean, okay. not being funny. Sorry, sorry, can I just add? I'm a massive Roy Keane fan. I'm not dropping him. But Dave and um, Lee have made a point about Deschamps. Um, I never saw him in the in the league league for um, Marseille, so I can't comment. It's irrelevant. But I did see him in the Champions League um, for Marseille and Juventus. And what he'd done, he was a world-class player. So I can only comment. As I say, what I'm saying, we've got to base it on Champions League form, not on Premier League, Liga, Serie A. So what, where are we going with this, boys? In the central midfield pairing. I'll start with Graham. Who are you going with, Graham, in the midfield too? Okay, so um, I'm going to stick with my... I'm not going to stick with both of mine. Um um, so I'm happy to drop him, okay. um, but I'm going to stay with my cent- I'm going to stay with my central midfield um, pair. So I'm going to stick with Keane, and I'm going to throw in Deschamps because I do remember Deschamps a lot, and he was world class. Let's go to Again, Miller. Miller, what's your two midfielders then, buddy? I'm sticking with mine. Deschamps and Zidane because of the balance: one holding, one creating. Okay, Holland. <clears throat> uh, I want to draft Paul Lamb, but we never we never got onto that for the for the squad. <laughs> but well. Uh, so I'll let that one slide. Um, it'd be amazing to have a Scotsman in the World Eleven. That's unbelievable on its own. But for me, um, the Champs and Sadoff. Now, I like Zidane, sorry, but I just felt that that was just too obvious. Um, he, he gets in every team that everyone ever speaks about. So I want to be a bit different. And I feel that Sadoff has to get in, just, uh, just based on what he's achieved in the Champions League. Um, so for me, the Champs, uh, I'm going to go Deschamps and I'll go... Zinedine Zidane as well. I said Seedorf earlier on, and I do agree. I think Seedorf's a great player. Like, I can't backtrack on that. But I think Deschamps, yeah, over that 10-year <clears throat> period as well, I think they're very... You could go for either or, and you've got a fantastic midfielder. <clears throat> but I'm going to go for Deschamps, and I'm going to go for Keane. So we've got a draw. Deschamps is in. It's between Keane and Zidane. Don't ask me to, to pick between Keane and Zidane. Keane's what? got two, and Zidane's got two. Okay, hold on. So you get the final vote. Then. Why is uh, Zidane? Tell me about Zidane. Well, no, I'm not going to go into about Zidane. I don't need to talk about You know about anything Zidane. about the 90s? Because I'm just interested because you've gone yeah, for Yeah, you Zidane. just said the opposite, Paul. I'm with you. Well, I don't know. Well, no, no. I'm just, I, don't, I don't have to explain my, why, why anyone's going in. I want Dude. Zidane over... Everyone gave... Dude, what do you do? It's a podcast. <laughs> well, you yeah, I for Zidane. Don't don't mean, what do you know about Zidane? Yeah. In the 90s. Let's move on. Let's make a suggestion. Right. The two, one, they're totally different players anyway, so it's difficult to, like, to put them up against yeah. each other for what they do. One's, one's flair, one's a flair player, Zidane, uh, unbelievable, one of a world-class, gets, it will get in any world 11 team. And Roy Keane, yeah, he is world-class defensive midfielder for me. I'm picking Zidane. We've gone two oh, up. You go first, Paul. I, want it, I need to get yours out of the way. You go first. I've gone for, okay, no, it's fine. I've got Del Piero and Raul. That's the exact same two I've gone for, Paul, is Del Piero and Raul. Mamilla? That's three, mate. It's over. So, I, I mean, I've done Raul, but I've chucked the Mario in. Best player I've ever seen in my life. Um, the most comfortable player I've seen on the ball. Shari Lipman. I've never, ever seen anyone so comfortable on that ball in my life. You talk about your Messi's, talk about Ronaldo's, yes, off the scale. When you talk about players walking past people, I've never seen anyone, personally, better than Yari Lippmann. Forget the last 10 years of his career because he was injury prone. I get that. But when he was at Ajax going on to Barcelona, 
world class, off the scale, ahead of his time. There's no, for me, I'm never ever dropping Yari Lipman. Yari Lipman and El Captain Raul for me. Desperate stuff from Valencia. The time's running out. And here's Raul racing away. He has so much time and space around the Madrid player. It's still Raul for 3 0. Miroslav Djukic on the line could not keep it out. And Real Madrid are surely on their way to an eighth title in this competition. Okay, so we all agree Raul gets in. Is that, is that what we're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only Ronaldo and Messi has overtook him in there in goal scoring. Yeah. yeah. I, but think, the I think. Go on, mate, Dave, go on. I think, no, I said, I think it's, it's only Ronaldo and Messi that's overtaken him in the scoring charts. Yeah. I just remember watching Champions League. Juventus obviously got to three finals in the 90s. For me, we like you said, we mentioned him on one of the other podcasts. Um, yeah, brilliant. And I think he would have been perfect for Raul. In our team that we've conjured up, I just think that they would complement each other massively. So that is why I've picked both of those two players. Uh, Miller? Same. I'll pick the balance and watching Del Piero on under the lights, Champions League nights, nothing better than seeing him pick the ball up on the half turn and look for someone like Ryo on the shoulder. The the partnership would have been unreal. Holland? Uh, yeah, Raul has to get in. It's, it's another seed-off moment with him. That's, you know, you, you can't have a Champions League 11 and not have a minute. You know, see um, the team, don't you? So, yeah, Raul is in and I'm going to go for Romario. Romario is class. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Yari because he's one of my favourite players of all time. I can see where you guys are going with Del Piero. He's, he's world-class. He can create a lot. He can score goals. Um, Yari Lippmann, just a little quick thing. Um, when Burkamp left Ajax, apparently the world had ended at Ajax. He was the greatest number 10. Yari Lippmann come in and now he's the greatest ever player in the number 10 role. Um, I'm, I'm happy to accept Del Piero um, over Yari Lippmann. Still, Yari Lippmann's world-class, but yeah, okay. I'm sticking with Lippmann, but Del Piero's got the vote here, lads. So it's Raul and Del Piero up front, by the looks of it. I think with Lippmann, I, I, I think everyone might be the same. I might be wrong in speaking for everyone, but I don't remember much about him as uh, playing in, in the 90s. But that's because we didn't watch That's fair enough. If you haven't seen him, you can't comment, can you? Exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't remember enough about yeah, him. My, my memories of him was when he was at Liverpool and he wasn't yeah, that great. Yeah. 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 The last 10 years of his career was injury prone. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah. He, was, you did, he had nicknames. He had two nicknames, didn't he? He had Merlin. At Ajax, he had the, the um, chin of glass or something, king of glass, because of his injury, because he was always injured. So, but because I've kept it nice, I wouldn't, if I was speaking a world 11 based on longevity, I wouldn't, even though he's one of my favorite players, I wouldn't put Lippman in there. But because it was based on 90s, I chucked him in, but I'm happy to go with Del Piero, you guys. So, okay, so far 11. Uh, Graham, do you want to just go over the, the full 11? Yeah, sure. So, in goal, we've got Oliver Kahn, right back, Lillian Turam, left back, Paolo Maldini. Your two centre-backs are Marcel Desai and Matthias Sammer. Right mid, David Beckham. Left mid, Mark Overmars. Two centre-mids, Didier Deschamps and Zinedine Zidane. And two up top is Raul and Alessandro Del Piero. Who would get the best out of this team? Chris. Van Hal, the way they played in 95 96. Holland? Um, uh, Paul's going to say Fergie, isn't it? Yeah, side bet, Paul goes Fergie. <laughs> 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 Um, it would probably say even Brank. No, I'm going Bobby Robson. Bobby Robson. Fergie. Based on the European, I think Ferguson was underachieved in Europe throughout his career with United personally. And I think that's a 
You know, I think we should have had, with the teams we had over that period, we should have won more than two Champions Leagues. I think we should have at least four. And I think that was a, a bit of a flaw of Ferguson, unfortunately. So for me, it's Marcello Lippi. I think he got Juve to three or three finals in his career. Good chap. Um, yeah. So for me, it'd be Marcello Lippi. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of The Phoenix Five. Remember, you can email us at the Phoenix Five Show at gmail.com for any topics you'd like us to discuss or for any questions, or follow us on our Instagram account at the Phoenix Five Show. We'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.